Pull up a stool and pour yourself a pint as you're about to join three intrepid drinkers, Kevin, Justin, and Mark, as they embark on another beer-tastic voyage. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Beer-tastic Voyage. This is Kevin. I'm Mark. And as usual, I'm Justin. Welcome back, guys. Hopefully you're here for episode number two. Hopefully you heard our last episode where we got to explore Port Jeff Brewing Company. And uh, today we're going to take a look at another Long Island brewery that's not too far away from us. It's called Spider Bite Brewery. It's uh, located in Holbrook, New York. And um, just a quick little detail about Spider Bite here. Um, back in 2008, they were founded by a couple of buddies, Larry Goldstein and Anthony Lacazzi. I, Mr. Lacazzi, if I butchered your name, sorry if you ever hear this. Just give me a call and we'll, we'll resolve things. It's okay. But uh, Larry Goldstein is the brewmaster there, and he uh, went out to uh, San Diego, where he apprenticed out at Lost Abbey Brewery. And when he came back, he was really inspired by all the West Coast big flavors, and a lot of the beers that Spider Bite produces reflect that a lot. If Definitely. you guys have had this, had I think all three of the beers that we've had, we're going to have today. And you guys know, it's it's about big flavors. They're really a big fan there. And... Um, Back in 2012, they actually even had were uh, named Best Craft Brewery in New York State at, um, at one of the festivals. Oh, wow. So I'm looking forward to it. And while I've had most of these before, um, like I said, I'm a big fan, so I'm looking forward to having them back again. Uh, three beers we're going to have today. The um, the first one is, uh, is their first beer that they released. It's called the First Bite. Uh, it's a pale ale. And... It's a 5.5% ABV. It's got about 30 IBUs, so it's not crazy hoppy, but it's going to be pretty good. Uh, then we're going to try a Goza, which, is, Mark, you're going to have to pull out some of your knowledge and explain to us what a Goza is in a little bit. And then we're going to finish off with one of my personal favorite beers, uh, Boris the Spider, a Russian Imperial Stout that I'm really excited that we get to crack this one open again. I love me some Russian Imperial Stout. Absolutely. Yeah, so if you listen to the first episode, you heard us say that we're all kind of on the fence about IPAs. There's some out there that we like, some that we don't. Uh, if you're familiar with beer, you'll know that Russian Imperial Stouts are kind of like IPAs. But the thing that really sets them apart and why we like them so much is that roasty, chocolatey goodness. Yeah, the chocolate. That's exactly that really, chocolate. Really help balance out that strong bitterness from the hops. One hundred percent. So, um, Mark, why don't you do the honors? Why don't you crack open that uh, the first bite pale ale there? And, I'm, I'm uh, honored for using a uh, a uh, bottle opener that I made. That's true. It's a a handcrafted wooden bottle opener with a fine washer attachment there to use as a leverage. Listen, the brass screw makes it. If we didn't have the brass screw, it wouldn't be fancy enough for us to use here. Very, but very fancy people. As we pour it out, and this is um this is a bottle that was bottled at the brewery there. It's a t- normal 12-ounce bottle. And bottle's got their signature spider on it, a little tiny spider with some angry eyes going on, usually nibbling on a hop. And um, like I said, this one's the first bite pale ale. As we look at it, it's got a nice... Dark golden to light amber color, you say? Yeah, I would say. It's got a pretty mine at least has a pretty decent head on it. Yours definitely yeah, I'm looking at I'm looking at your guys. Glasses. I may have poured yours a little bit more vigorously. Well, oh, okay. So you've, right, you've well, infused it with head. There you go. Well you guys definitely look like it's got a little bit more foam on top there. Mine looks a little light. 
and but uh, I'm looking forward to it. Let's take a sniff and a sniff and a swift sip. Yeah, what's the good? what's the tactical term for that? I, I don't want to sound like we're in the movie sideways. <laughs> I you know that movie, I oddly enjoyed it, but I can understand how you want to make fun of it. I got it. I do know. I, I enjoyed it too. I love that guy from Wings. I have no idea what his name is. He's like seven feet tall. I don't know who the guy you're talking about. The Sad. only guy I know in that movie Tom is Paul Giamatti. Something, I think. That's good. Tom something. He was the Sandman in Spider-Man 3. You remember that terrible movie, right? Yeah, yeah Google that. Tom something. That was terrible. Sideways. Well, I'm sipping it now. Thomas Church? Is that it? Yes, I think that's it. Churches. Um, I, For me, this is actually tasting a little bit um like an IPA. It's similar, but I don't think it goes to the point of uh, it doesn't have the bite of an IPA. Well, that and the really the thing that sets an IPA apart from a pale ale, which is what we're drinking right now, is the alcohol content. Oh, okay. Yeah, for me, the I'm really sensitive to bitter. I'm not a, a I, you know, not. So a big I mean, guy. at five and a half percent alcohol, this is pretty close to the borderline between a pale ale and an IPA. No, I thought the IPAs usually have a higher IBU though. I'm, they can, but as far as the uh, the hop character or the balance between the maltiness and the bitterness of the beer, you know, you can have uh, a pale ale and an IPA that have strike a similar balance between those, but really it's the alcohol content that's going to classify something as an IPA versus a pale ale. Yeah, well, the clarification there is always helpful. I mean, I, I, I honestly always thought it was just the IBUs that differentiated it. And then, you know, the recent trends are those uh, session IPAs, as they're called, which blur the lines even a little bit more, where you have, you know, the sort of 5%, 4.5%, maybe even alcohol beer with just a shit ton of hops in them. Now, when it comes to, like, tasting, like, I, I learned this learned this through Mark, when you have a beer tasting contest, it's not like which one tastes great, like most of them probably going to taste great. It's kind of like a dog show where you, you know, you have different classifications and it's how close that beer comes to that classification. When it comes to a pale ale, what are the qualities that, that someone's looking for if, you, if we were going to enter a contest? Well, you just threw me under the bus because I'm not that terribly familiar with the BJCP style guidelines. If you don't know, the BJCP is the Beer Judge Certification Program, which is the organization here in the United States that certifies people as uh, beer judges, which means that, hey, this guy knows his shit. I think a beer judge might be like a future life goal for me. Yeah, that that would be solid. It's definitely in like, uh, like the things to do, but there's also a lot of studying that goes along with it. So yeah, that I'm when interested in that. you throw that question at me, like, hey, what is a pale ale? And then you need to be able to basically recite what the BJCP says a pale ale is. So the beer judges need to be like a, almost like a Cicerone, which is uh, which is the beer equivalent of a sommelier, which is the, the fancy guys that can tell you everything and anything about different wines. See, I, I look up to Mark, and I think that he knows everything about beer. And uh, I just, you know, podcast fail on my part. I should have probably checked first before no, I asked the question. No, that's fair. But... <laughs> I know a fair amount about beer but my knowledge is definitely directed towards my preferred aspects of it which recently is sour beer so if you want to know how to kill a sour beer 
which will come in handy when we move on to the second beer we're tasting tonight. Absolutely. Then I'm your man. <laughs> right now, we're still working on it. So what are you guys' reaction to uh, the first bite from the spider? So, I mean, it's it's a nice pale ale. It's got a nice sharp bitterness, which, you know, is nice because you taste it, but it doesn't linger on your palate. Yeah, I, I'm going to agree with you, Mark. I mean, this is one of those ones where... I draw the differentiate where I can see the differentiation between the pale ale and the IPA because the IPA tends to push me a little too far. And like the IPA we had last time, that one was a little too much for me, but the pale ales, especially, and not that this one is, but like English style pale ales, I tend to enjoy those. They have a little bit of bite to them. They have, they're still clean though. I'm the first bite is not like I remember it. I mean, this is the, probably the second or third time I've had this beer. And last time I was like, I do not like this beer. I am not interested in it at all. Coming back to it, I'm enjoying it. And I guess that just goes to show that my palate has evolved a little bit and my tolerance has evolved a little bit since the last time that I had it. I'm going to go the other direction. Um, I was not a, not an enormous fan. I, uh, I'm not a paleo guy and even more not an AP, uh, an IPA guy, but the, uh, the bitterness really got to me and it's kind of sitting on my tongue right now. And I kind of can't wait to drink something else. That being said, I'm, I'm sure this is a fine pale ale. I'm just super not into any kind of bitter. You know what this would be really good with though, is like a nice steak with some blue cheese on it. Do love steak and blue cheese. Yeah. I just, I got a little hungry, yeah. especially for the blue cheese. <laughs> that, yeah. It would yeah. be because that fat would, it, that fat would it, sort of cut yeah, it the, your tongue. The, the bitterness on in this would, cut right through that and you know refresh your palate for the next bite so you can really enjoy it well speaking of um moving on to it are you guys ready to move on to the second beer the uh, the goza very much so all right this goza is called it goza in your mouth and <laughs> i love the names from spider bite yeah and as a fan of puns i love that this is spilling all over <laughs> yeah, that was a, definitely a poor fail because no one can see this i've poured quite a bit of this onto my pants and uh i'm pretty sure i'm gonna like this beer so i might like kevin's pants there you go and so the goza is coming out of a growler or a tiny one so it's a growlet as we have discussed no, previously I don't, I don't think this is a growlet i think that i that, preferred yeah. the term squealer yes yeah. but is that a that's a squealer or is it just the shape of the other one because the other one was shaped much differently than well, this one. Uh, yeah the uh, last time if you listened we had a uh a uh discussion well not only that but so the the 32 ounce portable beer vessel that's a good way to describe it comes in a couple of forms one looks just like a smaller version of a growler which is what we have here today so i'm gonna vote for this one should be a growlet and then what we had last time was uh Looks like an old-timey medicine bottle. Yeah, which might also be referred to as a Boston Round. I think Mark I sold a snake oil. I yeah, honestly I don't know. I can't even, like, you know, I, I asked the question before I didn't know the answer to, but he knows Boston Round. I don't, I don't know what's happening. Admittedly, I've purchased glassware for a few side projects, and I've seen the Boston Round shape on there. And you guys have experienced those side projects, so like the, they were your they were your holiday gifts the past couple of years. I don't know if you know that. Oh, you know the infused the holiday hooch. The holiday hooch was delicious. Don't hate on that. I still have some of it. I have. I on packing. I found more. Nice. 
and I will be trying out some more to see if it's still good a year later. So um, the Goza is really cloudy, but yes. that's I think that's the nature of the beast. It's it's not filtered. And yeah, and Gozas generally are. It's almost white. Yeah, it's a very pale beer. Yeah. Um, you guys, after the slight spilling incident there, got a little more aggressive pour, so you have... Um, yeah, you it, had a little bit it has of foam. A, yeah, it's got a nice head on it that is Mine persistent. But I don't see really much um, effervescence at all. It's a little bit, but not like it's not bubbling through the beer. Yeah, it's um, mine is settled a little bit, and uh, I think it just it looks like a normal yeah. head. And I gave you guys pour. solid pours there. Sorry about that. That's okay. So cheers, and uh, let's uh, take a sip. Ah, there we go. That's what I like. A little bit of tartness. Oh, this beer's delicious. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people will poo-poo kettle-soured beers, which I assume this is. And basically what that means is it's a, a quick-soured beer. And usually the way those are produced, so the brewer will mash their grains, run off the wort, and they'll add some kind of lactobacillus to it and allow that lactobacillus to create lactic acid for a period of time and then they'll either boil the beer after they've reached the desired acidity and then pitch a regular yeast to finish the fermentation or they might just let it go and add yeast on top of it and let that lactobacillus keep working to increase the tartness now when you're looking for uh i mean a, a, a kettle soured beer that's to speed up the souring process i mean a standard sour beer that's yeah longer. so a kettle sour beer, you know, it's a fast sour or quick sour, which is uh, contrary to a mixed culture fermentation, which is what a lot of traditional European sour beers are, where you have a long process of uh, both yeast, uh, lactobacillus, pediococcus, and probably Britannomyces, which is a, a different uh, genera of yeast that uh, all add their uh, certain funk <laughs> to the beer, which Bring can be quite enjoyable. You got, I got to love that in beer that funk is a, a specific flavor and actually like a really identifiable quality in beer and not just in like well, yeah, you know, I mean, George Clinton sense, but really like it's, it's good. Yeah, I mean, uh, mixed culture beers – are much more complex than the kettle sours, which is, you know, you you get some barnyard or horse blanket are uh, what are typical descriptors for those. But, uh, you know, they, they're their own thing. The kettle sours are, have like a nice lemonade sort of uh, tartness to them that just makes them super yeah. refreshing. This is, uh, I mean, this is just the right of tart to me. Um, it's almost got, not... Not to say it tastes like apples, but it's got that quality of tartness, almost like a good Granny Smith apple, where it's you you bite into it and it's it's tart and it's juicy and it's sweet and it tastes so good, and you know you're going back for it. A lot of times I I tell people I enjoy soured beers or 
or Gozes, and they're like, well, it's sour. Why would you want that? Like, that does not mean it's bad. No, it's the same reason you go back. It's so refreshing. Uh, like, yeah. that's the thing. Like, And, and they, there's a little bit of fruitiness to this one. I mean, I don't think they put any fruit in the mash, No, but so there's a, definitely a little fruit to it. A goza has both sea salt and coriander added to it. That's okay. what makes it a goza. And that little bit of coriander gives it, like, a hint of lemoniness. That's that's definitely it, then. It's the, it's the you know, it's the coriander that that gives it that lemon flavor that really cuts it cuts it through the sour that makes it almost fruity taste and what's nice about uh spider bites uh goza in your mouth is that the uh it's not overdone with the salt like it's in there but it's not like you taste saltiness yeah there, there's no salt flavor to it that but it definitely it's i you know making good beer is like making a good dish it when you do it right you you shouldn't really taste the individual components unless it's designed to be tasted. It's interesting you said salt because I clearly had no idea that they would actually put salt in the beer. And you, I guess, for lack of a better word, the part of my tongue that's for, that, that tastes salt, like that's what's being activated. Like I can, I can feel that in my mouth. Uh, salt is another thing that I'm very sensitive to, and it, it, I don't like salt, but this is uh, this is very good. Well, um, this guy is is an all day drinker. The um, Pardon me. The Goza comes in at a 4.85 ABV, which sounds just about right for it. You know, it's not yeah. heavy, but it's definitely a it's, good it's session a little, beer. Yeah, it's a little strong for a Goza, but it's uh, it's it's in that good, like, I can have a few of these and not fall off my stool. Yeah, um, I could put down a handful of these guys. Yeah, to, to use Kevin's lawnmower beer reference, this is not a lawnmower beer at all, but you could probably drive your lawnmower a good long time drinking this absolutely well, i'm gonna finish up this one and uh then we can crack open boris yeah Bo- boris is i think gonna be uh vastly different than the other two yeah boris is definitely and and i, I love how we can refer to him like it's almost a friend of ours oh. um but it's it's interesting because it's just such a large change from some of the other things that we've talked about and i think this is the first time um well so far, we've done pretty much a different beer every time, right? I mean, it's it's good that it's still the beginning where we can say each time is the first kind of beer that we've had. But yeah, we, we haven't had any two pale ales, so far. didn't we? we uh, two... No, we haven't. No, no, we had, no. The, the, we we had, had an IPA, I, but no, right. no, just not just the pale ale, not just the pale ale. And we had we a did, wit. We had a wit. We had a uh, we had a couple different ones. We had a goza already, and now it's time for a Russian Imperial Stout, which is uh, always exciting on my part. And I'm just gonna pour it out here. The uh, the Boris comes in a um, comes in a four pack of twelve ounce bottles that they have. And the reason that it's only a four pack is because Russian Imperial Stouts are higher on the ABV content. That is absolutely true. And uh, Boris clocks in at a ten ABV. Ooh, oh sorry boy, about that bump in the table here. You can. Ha- <laughs> I haven't even gotten to the 10 ABV beer, and I'm already bumping the table. That's a problem. Oh, this but this is a beautiful, like yeah, this is a beautiful s- dark you beer. You smell the roasty chocolatiness of it. And I got no light coming through there at all. Like, no, there, there's it's nothing. completely this is, opaque. If if I had this as a curtain, it would black out the sun. <laughs> but no, um, not really seeing a head on it still, though. Um, and maybe that's me pouring it wrong. Cause I yeah, feel like I, I think it's just your pour. I have a 
blanket of foam across the top. It's okay. not a thick head, but I definitely. But is it uh is it staying? Yeah, yeah it looks it's like it's persistent. Yeah, You've but got even, a nice one there. Even when we had this at the at the at the place, I noticed that the head on it was it's not a Guinness head. Like I think that everyone thinks of a thick beer that's I don't think all of them end up with a, a super yeah, thick head. Yeah, you're not head, gonna, right? you're not no. going to have that. And the part of the reason that you have that super thick head on Guinness is it because it's on the nitro. Oh, right. And yeah. uh part of the reason why you have that thick head is because nitrogen isn't as easily dissolvable into beer as carbon dioxide is. Yeah. And just so uh, if you're out there looking for Boris, you see him. It's a nice white label with the spider there, and he's wearing that little uh, Russian winter hat there. The little I don't know, I don't know what you would call it, the babushka. Yeah, I don't know what. That um, is. But it's got a hop called. on the babushka there, and uh, he's holding a couple pints of uh, some nice dark beer there. So let's uh, let's sip. Cheers, boys, Cheers. and uh, let's enjoy. Oh, the scent is amazing. It smells it smells like dark chocolate. It's so rich. Yeah, and it's got a nice roasty coffee sort of note. Yeah, it um it, it, again, this is what we talked about in the first episode. This is a, a a dark beer that I wouldn't consider thick. I don't think this is a meal. It's definitely more mealy I think than even a Guinness, but it's it's not something that you're going to drink and and not be able to finish your dinner. Yeah. yeah. I I agree with you. I agree with you Justin on that one. And I taste it, and it's smooth. Um, it doesn't feel thick. I don't feel like I have to chew it. But it does have the little bit of syrupiness to it. It does stick to the – It does. It the tongue just the right way, though. Yeah, and it's got some nice sort of uh, stone fruit notes to it, like uh, plums or peaches. And uh, I just blew Justin's mind because he's like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, my, my palate sucks, apparently. Justin's because... still trying to figure out what a stone fruit <laughs> yeah, is, well, but that's okay. No, no, I got stone <laughs> fruit down. That's part of food. I know food. <laughs> Yeah, you, you do know food. Yeah, it's true, um, but no, it, I, I can't. I have, I, have, I I can't possibly ascertain that with my my palate. Like I, I I'll, I'll give you mind. I'll give you plums. Um, I'll give you plum. I could get a little bit of that in there, oh, but it would be closer to like the older plum, almost like a, a more like a date quality. Oh yeah, no, it's definitely um, like a dry, sort of like a dried, yeah, like raisiny sort of character. Yeah, but. This is this is really tasty stuff, and um, it's well done. You know, Russian Imperial Stouts have a lot of IBUs, but yeah. between the roastiness and the sort of residual yeah. sweetness, it, it's a very nice balance on this beer. I think the thing that I really like is um, after you take the sip and then you breathe, you taste it still. You taste. It's almost like when you do when you're drinking a, a good liquor. Yeah. But as you breathe, you're like, ooh, that's I still taste it, and I feel it warming me. And, you know, Bor- uh you, you can sense the roastiness yeah, on the exhale. Boris, as the, uh, as, the, as the company describes it, they say, Boris pours black and opaque like a molasses sky over Siberia. Eight different malts bring a complex aroma and a flavor of chocolate, coffee, and roasty sweetness. Just in case the winter gets too cold, we brewed this giant spider to 10% ABV. So grab your snifter and your ushanka, which I guess is that name for that funny. That hat. might be the hat. Yeah, yeah I, I'm, I'm going. Hoping, yeah. I'm going back with babushka. I know that's like a yeah, silly bu- thing. Babushka but... is. I'm pretty sure it means grandmother. I don't think it means grandmother. I think it means like the hat, like you tie around oh, your. Oh no, head, you're right. Like... It means scarf. Yeah, which could also refer to an old woman. Right, but your ushanka and enjoy. And they're saying now it's available year round, but um. 
But yeah, this is and it was a 2016 gold medal winner for Best of Craft Beer Awards in uh, Bend, Oregon. So and those guys out Very west, interesting. They, I didn't know, even though they had distribution out there. I I don't think they have distribution out there. I think they may have brought it out for a for a particular uh, festival for the uh, craft beer awards. They they flew it out there. Like I picture them with one of those briefcases with like the like like handcuffed to their hand, like delivering the, the uh, nuclear yeah. football. The, the nuclear football. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> yes, you beat exactly, me to it yeah. there. You have the codes for the nuclear football. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a big fan of this beer. It um the, I I like chocolate and um it, remi- it reminds me a little bit of the uh, the breakfast out from Long Island. Yeah, there's definitely coffee notes in here, but I don't think they brew it with coffee like they do the breakfast out. No, no. I'm pretty sure those characters just come from uh chocolate malt and probably a a roasted barley. Yeah, it's it's a delicious beer and it's one of those beers that would get me in trouble because I'd be sitting there at the bar hanging out with you guys at our lovely wives and be going man i'm gonna have a second one you know yeah, what? i think i it, might have a third one that babe you're driving home. does not <laughs> taste like a 10 percent alcohol beer no absolutely not it doesn't have that boozy quality that sometimes you get with the high abv beers you know the ones i'm talking about oh, where it sits yeah. there and you drink it and not just the ones that have been cured in bourbon barrel cast bourbon you know yeah, cast, but like the one but some beers you just like you can taste the the alcohol like it that strong warmingness and this really doesn't have that and like i can easily drink two pints of this and then go like oh man i'm drunk yeah it's it's one of those ones that i definitely put back a couple and then all of a sudden realize that i had one too many yeah this type of beer can either end or start a night yeah i don't know if you'd (laughs) want to drink yeah if you drink it all night you're gonna it's gonna be a hell of a night but man you know what Kudos to the guys at Spider Bite because the first time that I experienced their beers, I wasn't a big fan. And now a couple years later, after having things like Boris and having the the Gosa, I'm calling myself a fan. I mean, oh, they, definitely. They, I'm converted. I've I've seen the Spider Light. I'm with you. I mean, you know, uh, Spider Bite. The things that you mostly see out in the the wide world are their first bite, and then uh, their White Ape. IPA, which I haven't had I their white it's called IPA. White Bite, honestly. Yeah, that I'm sounds not, about right. Yeah, I'm not 100% sure, but most of the beers that they distribute widely are, you know, hop-forward beers, which we've established that the three of us aren't generally large fans of. But after visiting the brewery and tasting uh, Boris Boris Jr., uh, goes that in your mouth. What was the what was the other one the uh, the Melba toast? Oh yeah, they, <laughs> I love that their one. Melba toast brown ale is and very that was good. an amazing beer that I had. We had that just last week. Yeah, out at the brewery, and it was a fantastic beer. And I um I wish I could have gotten some more. I just was a little strapped, so it was so we stuck with the ones that we know. So I didn't get you know really get a chance to bring that guy, but uh, maybe in the future we'll bring uh, we'll, Melba we'll, toast. We'll down. definitely taste that one in a future episode. Absolutely. Yeah, I was uh, pleasantly surprised when we went because I, I also only had really seen the IPA type stuff. And we kind of went on a lark. Mark and I went, and um, it, it was a very enjoyable experience. We got to talk to, I, I think it was Larry that we talked to. I'm not yeah. 100% sure. We, yeah. we talked to Larry. Yeah. Uh, Larry's a great guy. Yeah, we, I, he told I us I have so not much met Larry. Him. You did. It was Larry the guy behind the bar? That's Larry, yeah. That's Larry? Yeah. He does not look like... I, 
He, like a Larry? <laughs> yeah. A, he doesn't look like a Larry, but B, as after, you know, do it, when I was doing my homework for the episode and I'm looking up and I'm like, okay, this guy's got to be have a couple years on him. Larry apparently is an extremely young-looking man, so kudos to Larry and kudos to Larry's wife. Also, we're getting old there, buddy, so... Uh... Yeah, don't don't remind me. <laughs> The uh, so the wife bite that actually their wife bite is a weed ale. I'm uh, I'm, I'm uh, Google fooing this, and um, their white IPA, which we uh, which Mark and I did have when we went, which was fantastic. And we that was that is true. Their white IPA is delicious. Um, it, they don't have it listed on their website, but uh, if you happen to see a white IPA from them, I would double check that out. All right, so uh, maybe we bring the white IPA and uh, and Melba toast on next time we uh, ver- journey out to Spider Bite. Yes, I, I think uh, that's definitely going to be on our list. All right. Um, you guys are ready to rate? I think Let's it's about it. time to uh, to turn back and start going over our ratings. So just a reminder, our ratings are on a five-point scale. We start off with a one, which would be a tasting glass. We just want to try it, and we just yeah, want to taste it. Two ounces is enough. Like, you know, all right, I tasted it. Eh, it's not really my thing. You know, and even if you get the cool person that gives you a little heavy, you know, three-ounce pour, like, okay, that's fine, but I don't really want much more. Our two is the pint, which is I want to drink one pint of it, and now I'm all set, and that's going to be about it. Three is a bomber, which is a nice 22-ounce uh, bottle. I want, a, I want a pint and just a little bit more, and you know what? I'm probably going to come back for this beer. I might have it a second time, or if I see it out while I'm out at dinner, I'm, I'm gonna, I might order that one if I feel it's going to pair well with dinner. Our four is a growler. This is a this is a really good beer. It's better than average. I'm definitely coming back for this one. I might actually seek this I wanna beer out. I want to enjoy it over a few days. All right, I'm gonna enjoy this. I want to take it home with me and have it a second time. And then of course the five star is the keg. It's I need this on tap. I need to stick it to my veins. I need to have this available with me at all times. Otherwise, my life is less desirable than I want it to be. So let's go back to the first beer. This. Spider bite, first bite, pale ale. Justin, what do you think about the spider bite? Where are you falling on that way? So that because of the bitterness, and I know that it's not an IPA, but honestly, I, me personally, I couldn't discern the difference between an IPA and that, and it was just too bitter for me. So I would probably say it's a tasting glass. Um, I probably wouldn't be purchasing that beer for myself. Going all the way back to one. Wow. Yeah. All right. That's that's a little firmer than I thought. But all right, Mark, how about you? What are you feeling? What you feeling on uh, the first bite, pale ale? For the first bite, for me. That's a pint. I can definitely enjoy a pint of that, but I definitely uh, that would that would be it. After the the one pint, I'd be looking for something else. Yeah, I I think we're we're on the same page, and it's one pint in the right situation. Maybe a second pint, but not enough for me to really make me want to go get a bigger package of it. Yeah, I don't want to go. I'm probably not ordering a third one if I got a second one at most, but with the right meal, it might be really tasty. Yeah, like I said earlier, like with a nice rich meal with steak and like cheese and like very a lot of fat in there, it would definitely be a good companion for that. But. Yeah, something where it has where it has a flavor to cut through. Yeah, it'll be a nice palate cleanser for that, and I'm enjoy and I enjoyed it like that, and I think it's a well done pale ale. I don't, oh, it's definitely a well done. Pale. You know, it's it's good for if, it, if they're defining themselves as a pale ale, it's good for a pale ale. And to be honest, it's one of the pale ales I like a little bit more. But I'm just I'm showing my bias here. I'm not a huge fan of the pale ales. But 
hey, hopefully we can keep searching and find one that really pushes me to the other side of the spectrum because I'd like to. And I'm that's one of the things I'm always looking for is a pale ale that's going to make me go like, wow, I really want to try this guy. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping also to find, you know, at least we found an IPA um, locally that's pretty good, um, which I was surprised me. It was an English style IPA. So hopefully with a pale ale, maybe there's something that can kind of balance out the bitterness for me. Yeah. And listen, if you guys out there know of the pale ale that's going to make Justin and I really, you know, convert, you know, shoot us an email. All right. We'll shoot, send out the email address at the end of the uh, episode and let us know. And we'll Hit go out there. Find on social meds. Yeah, we're, we're, we're trying on, on the social. We're, we're, we're going to be working out there. We're going to be trying to find all that stuff and figure it out. But as we're rapidly realizing that we're not hip at all and not don't understand what's going on with the new new age stuff, but we're going to work on it. Damn kids with your hips and your hops. <laughs> yeah, well, the kids with the hops are the ones that are getting me in the trouble too much here right now. True. But um, let's go on to the um, to one of the lower hop varieties that we had here. The Goza. It Goza in your mouth. The Goza in your mouth is just a great beer. I that That's a keg for me. I want that on tap all the time. It's refreshing. It's crisp. It's, yeah, I just, give me a keg. I'm uh, Give me a keg and I'm happy. So, yeah, I'm in the same boat. It's my favorite style of beer. Um, sours and something that's tart, like a wit. And for me, I, I mean, the goes is sort of a balance between the two, at least for, for my palate. And I keg all day. I want it in my house, football Sundays, in the summer, in the winter, whenever I can get it. Just stick it to my vein. There you go. Exactly. And this is what we're looking for. And, you know, like like some folks really feel like if you rate something a five, that means you're knocking other things. I don't really see it that way. I think if we're going to rate something really well, it's it's just because we really enjoy that product and that doesn't take anything away from the other stuff. Now, me personally, I really enjoyed the Gosa. I think it's a great Gosa. It's not deep. It's, it's not overly spicy like some of the Gosas that you run across. But yeah, for me, it, I got to well go. Done. But for me, I'm going with the Growler because it's not something I want every single day. Because uh, yeah. Sometimes I, mean, I, I want that little bit more. I want a little deeper flavor. I want, it's it's an awesome beer. And that, I'm that, not that's tra- the distinction between Kevin, Justin, and myself is that Justin and myself are all about the tartness. Yeah. I, listen, I, I love tart beers. You know this as much as, as oh, anybody. Yeah, but... And, but Justin and I, like, it's a whole different story. Like, we're just like, oh, my God, is how sour is it? Like, it's not like we're not put off by sour. It's like, will it make me pucker my lips? Like, that's the question. Again, I like sour beers. I've had some really fantastic sour beers, and I really enjoy them. Some of my favorite beers ever are sour beers. But the Goza itself, as much as it's an awesome Goza, to me, it really feels... Like it's just, it's missing just that little bit. It needs just a little bit deeper flavor, a little bit more variety in the palate to make me go, I want this all the time because I taste it and that's what I taste and then it's done. I want just that second little taste to it where it makes me go, all right, if I sip this and I hold it in my mouth for a second, there's a little bit more flavor to it. No, that makes that makes a lot of sense. It is um, in some extent, to some extent, one note. That one note for me and Mark, exactly one note. That's the word. Really, really makes me. That's that's the note that I want. Oh, it's an awesome one note. 
but I want that. Yeah. I want a little bit of that second note. And that's like for me, and that's why I'm going to, and let's, we can move forward to the Boris. That's why Boris for me, I put up there on the five because it's a fantastic beer. See, for me though, Boris is just a growler. Like I can really enjoy a growler of Boris, but I could not keep coming back to Boris day after day, pint after pint. Yeah. It's just, it's a great Russian Imperial stout, but the the roastiness, the chocolateiness, the, the you know the high ABV, I would need a break from that. Well, and and may and maybe that's just what we're running into is I don't usually have more than one beer in a day. I mean, no, if I if I, I, I if I'm either, hoping, but... but I'm gonna have like if I'm having that one meal, that one beer with dinner, or that one beer when I come home from work. To me, having a Boris the Spider here is going to be a good beer for me. It's going to be nice and cold. It's going to be refreshing. It's going to be deep in flavor. It has a couple different layers of flavor in there. I love the chocolatey. I love the maltiness, the little bit of coffee in there. To me, it's a complete beer. It's really well done. It doesn't load me up. I'm going. It's got to be a keg all the way. I would keep this and possibly carry it around in a backpack so that I would have it with me and I wouldn't even have to leave my home. <laughs> See, for me, I, I understand. We definitely understand um, knowing Kevin as long as I do. This is definitely a beer for him. For me, I really only drink once a week. So I tend to have multiple beers, usually different ones because I like a variety. And for me, it's definitely going to be a growler, a growler as well, mostly because – That's fair. That's fair. It's um, – I love the beer, but – I think that if I drank a lot of it, I may get a little, maybe get a little repetitious for me. Um, it sits on my tongue a little bit. And as I have more and more of it, I, I can see myself um, potentially wanting to, to get something a little bit different. And, you know, so the keg would be a little much for me, but definitely a growler. I it was almost a keg. If I could go in between somehow, which would be kind of weird. Yeah. Uh, maybe it's a pony keg. Yeah. I, don't I was going to say, you want a <laughs> pony keg. Um, Justin, you'll remember this when a while ago when we used to hang out at a certain restaurant and certain bar. I used to get milkshakes made with Guinness Stout. Yes. Yeah. Um, at some point, I have a few more of these Boris left, and it's still the summertime, technically. I think it might be time to try to make a Boris milkshake. And or I think it's at gonna... the very least, it would be great as a float. As a float, that'd be pretty interesting. But, I mean, I used to really love those Guinness milkshakes, and I think Boris may be uh, – Visiting some ice cream in the near future. I actually thought about that while I was drinking it. I because I remember you and, and one of our other friends um, getting that. Yeah, and it, it's definitely. I think that would be perfect for that. Yeah, I mean, and for all you haters out there that are sitting there and going like, I don't want, I don't want beer with my ice cream. I love my beer. I don't mix it with anything else. Shut the hell up. <laughs> get an ice cream. Get some vanilla ice cream. Some good vanilla bean ice cream and mix it with it. And it's and then you can let us know of how much you love it because you're going to love it. And if you don't, well, then you're a communist and I don't like and you anymore. trust me, it's got to be vanilla bean because it's not vanilla bean. My wife will tell you it tastes like foot. <laughs> that, so actually, don't cheap out. That actually sounds vanilla. I can hear, I can need hear Amy's get voice. the vanilla bean. I would I, love to know what weirdness caused your wife to know what foot tastes like. That's not even something I question. We, we don't, we don't, she went to school up in Albany. Weird shit happens up there, man. You got to be careful. All right. <laughs> Which I can say my wife's from Albany, so she knows too. Like, it's weird up there, man. It, it is weird. So, um, 
I know that obviously all of us have visited the brewery. So what do we think overall of the brewery? Let's let's include the tasting room a little bit and our and our, our buddy Larry. I I like that. I mean, I haven't gotten a chance to talk to. I think that's a great idea, Justin. I haven't really gotten a chance to talk to Larry, um, but he seems personable. Seems like a nice guy. Seems to definitely love his beer, which I would hope so, considering he's the brewmaster and a co-owner of a brewery. Um, I really like him. I think overall, I would give Spider Bite probably. I want to say between a three and a four, but we don't have a th- between a three and a four, so I'm gonna shy on the three side. I they have a lot of beers that I like, especially recently. I was pleasantly surprised with finding the new beers, but I know they have a penchant for the IPAs and that big West Coast hop flavor, which isn't always my strong point. So I'm gonna side to the to the three side for the. I have to say, of all the breweries I've visited, with the exception maybe Long Island, because we've been there so much, and I, I mean, I haven't talked to a lot of them, but I feel like I know them because I've seen them so many times. Um, I'm going to give it a four and say that when Mark and I went, we were the only two people there. We talked to Larry at length, and getting to listen to Mark and Larry kind of geek out on beer was very exciting for me. Getting to see there two people who really love this, and I can definitely tell that Larry loves it. Um was exciting and to, to learn about the beer that i was drinking from the guy who conceived of, of the recipes and thought of it was was something that you know i love to see what people love and he definitely loves beer yeah it's spider bite to me it, from my initial like oh everything's really happy like initial impressions to actually going to the brewery and seeing like like oh hey they've got this belgian dark strong ale that's really good what's their and, belgian strong dark strong ale uh, I forget the name of it, but it's really good. I like, don't know. When that one comes out, we're going to go yeah, find that one. Yeah, <laughs> you might have to just go to the brewery for that one. I don't know if they actually package that for a larger distribution, but it is really good. It's uh, I'm They might even call it a quad. I'm not sure. But, uh, yeah, I from being hesitant about going to Spider Bite to actually going there and seeing, like, oh, hey, they've got all this other stuff on tap that isn't, like, strong west coast forward hoppy beers like there's good stuff there and uh it's definitely a a, it's it's really close for me i'm gonna say it's a four not quite a five but uh spider bite being so close to my house and just the sheer variety of what they have on tap it's definitely a favorite of mine yeah, the um the variety of beer is what I loved. The, the he seems to experiment with flavors a lot, and I I mean I like wacky stuff. Like when someone says I'm gonna mix two things that I don't think should even belong in beer, or I have never heard in a beer, yeah. and they taste very good, and it's yeah, definitely a fan. All right, well I mean I think overall we we dig Spider Bite, you know, and um, you know, and guys if you find spider bite out there and you're you're out in the stores or you're you know coming to long island and you're headed down to the holbrook area stop in see larry i think the only day they're the tasting rooms closed is uh what monday and tuesday yeah i'm not sure on that but you it's know. definitely a good area because there's also 1940s and squarehead brewing company yeah there's nearby. a couple different small breweries in the area that are getting started it's a nice uh, industrial area where there's some a lot of little breweries getting going here and we're going to be sure to take a look at some of the other breweries there, and you'll you'll hear them on future episodes. We're excited to look at them. According to their website, they're open Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. I mean, the website may not have been updated. They may be open different time, but guaranteed they're open those days. Yeah, so, hey, if you're around on the weekend and you want to go have a pint, go say hi to Larry and go uh, go have a pint and enjoy. 
And tell them Beer Test Tech Voyage sent you. Absolutely, guys. And stay tuned. And listen, if you uh, if you get a chance, make sure you sign on and uh, give us a review. Give us a couple stars. Make sure you take care of us here. So that way uh, more people can find out about all the great beers that we're reviewing. And if you like us, tell a friend. If you don't like us, you know, send us an email. We'll let you know what the email is coming up real quick. Definitely and give us some feedback on the social meds. Yeah. Mark's a big fan of the social meds. Yeah. <laughs> I, can't, I can't deal with the social meds. I'm a computer guy, and he's, yeah. he's crushing my soul. <laughs> Justin, Justin's used to being in a, Justin's used to being in a cave alone while he programs. It's okay. All right, guys, have a great day, and um, hopefully, we'll hear from you soon. And thanks for joining us on this beer tastic voyage. If you enjoyed Beertastic Voyage, please be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and don't forget to review and rate us. The guys can be found online at www.beertasticvoyage.com, on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash beertasticvoyage, and Twitter and Instagram at beertasticshow, or send them a good old-fashioned email at beertasticvoyage at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and cheers for local beers.